in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Three in One who connects us to Himself and to each other. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, I have a, a little bit of a difficult last name for um, some people to work with. Now, it, uh, and it, now certainly you, you may not think so, especially in the, the presence of Buen Rufsro and Trushlet. Um <laughs> And, and certainly, I, I, I probably don't have as much to complain about as what they do when it comes to uh, name spellings and name pronunciations and, and things like that. But mine is specific. It's, it's different than theirs. Mine is uh, the, the fact that I have an S on my, the end of my name. And the fact that I have an S on the end of my name means that it's, very diff- it's a very difficult concept for some people to grasp. Only a, a few other people that I know have this problem. We, we know Dan and Olivia Burns um, uh, and uh, our own Lisa Buenrusser who re- recently got an S at the end of her last name uh, and she is now Lisa Williams. And so uh, you, when you have this name with an S on the end of it, you, you discover that uh, people have no idea, first of all, how to make your name possessive. How to say, that is is Jay Winters' stole. Because they will put an apostrophe and an extra S. That's a no-no. You just put the apostrophe on the end of it. It's the same, by the way, as when you say Jesus's. You don't put an extra S there either. Little kind of English help for you this morning. The other thing that um, you find out is that when you make my name plural, you actually add an ES to it. That my name in itself is not plural. And so what you have to do is you have to say Winters's. And so if myself and Liz and Cricket are in the same room together, you can say there are the Winters's instead of there are the Winters because that is our name in its singular form. I realize this is very difficult and very difficult for many people. And yet those things are probably not nearly as frustrating to me as the thing that happens most often to my name, which is they just take the S off of my name. It's like they take that thing and just clip it off. And I, all of a sudden, become Jay Winter. And I just feel like there's something lost there. Probably the way that my ancestors felt when they shortened our name, which was originally Winter Sen, to Winters. But uh, they take my S and they they just ignore it. it. It's like they think that I just add S's randomly to other words in my vocabulary. And I just didn't mean it that time. But I get it. I get it because it is a little bit confusing. My name right up at front looks like it is plural. It looks like it's a a collection of winters instead of being singular. Well, that's kind of the same wrestling that... Paul is going through when he's talking to the Ephesians about the plurality and the unity of what it is to be church. And he's writing to these Ephesians and he's reminding them of God's grace. And a part of how he's reminding them of God's grace is he is reminding them that even though they are all individuals, that they are also 
a unity, that they are a church together, that that is a singular thing. And though, even though it looks on the outset as if it is plural, that it is actually a singular, just like my name. And so when we bring up our newest members this morning, it is going to be very much like it looks like there are individuals who are a part of our church who are coming up to become university Lutherans. And in fact, I, I never used that term until about two years ago, and we were working through some stuff, and I just got tired of writing members of University Lutheran, and I finally said, University Lutherans. And uh, when we bring up these University Lutherans, these newly minted University Lutherans, it, it's going to look like they are unique individuals, and they are. And uh, when, when they come up here, I'm, I'm going to tell you that um, uh, one of them has lived in Tallahassee for uh, quite some time and has been involved with a lot with FSU, uh, and th- that the other four uh, are recent to Tallahassee here. And uh, that makes the one who has been involved with FSU kind of unique and, and, um, and her own person. Uh, some of them, uh, well, it seems like they spend more time out of the country than what they do in the country. And if you know who I'm talking about, then uh, you'll get to know them. And that makes them unique. They have their own unique stories because of that. And some of them move down here because they're related to other university Lutherans. And you'll get to know them, too. And that makes them unique. And that's actually a very good thing because we are unique in the eyes of God. We are unique in who we are to Him. We affirm that it is a good thing to be seen as uniquely created, as uniquely redeemed by God. That God has made us who we are, both in our creation and in our redemption through our baptism. That God has done that work, that He has left the 99 in order to go after the one, that He has made our place in His kingdom something so special that if we were the only one that would be saved by his son dying on the cross, that he would still send his son to die on the cross. And so we affirm and we celebrate all of that uniqueness and all of that gifting that is given to us as individual university Lutherans. And yet, when these people come up here and they are installed as members here, there's something that might be kind of difficult for us to see. There's something that that maybe might take a little bit of the eyes of faith for us to see, and that is that they are no longer just going to be university Lutherans, but that they are university Lutheran. And that we together are University Lutheran. And that that, you can actually take that and you can expand that out to all of the people who believe in Christ. That we can say that we are churches. If you gather a bunch of churches together here in Tallahassee. But you can also say that we are church. Singular. And it is that sense of singular church that Paul is reminding the Ephesians of. 
He's reminding them of that unity that we have together in our baptismal identity. He's reminding us of that unity that we have together in the fact that we have been included into God's family. That's what he's getting at when he says in the reading, when he says, I bow my knees before the Father from whom every family on heaven and earth is named. Every family there, what, he, what the word actually is in Greek is every fatherhood. And so he said, I'm giving thanks to God the Father for every fatherhood, for every clan, for everything that is known as a family unit that is held together by a father. That is what I'm giving thanks for. And he, be, he continues by saying that it, because it's Ephesians, he always for some reason seems to put the spirit in front of the son. And we're not used to that because we have so much ingrained in us by doing that. But Paul then goes to the Spirit and he says that we're all together because we share in this same Spirit. And that in that Spirit, just like in that Father, we are a part of this mystical unity. And then he goes on to finally cap it off with this great talk about how we are all together in the Son. And how we're all rooted together in his love. And how we have that mystical unity so much a part of of who we are. And and yet I think that our temptation at times is for us to say, well, uh, this is just between me and God, man. This is not about somebody else. This is not about the person who's on the other side of the church building from me. This is not about the person who is in that other denomination. This is not about that person who is in uh, this other grouping that I have. Well, this is just between me and God. And, and we lose a sense of that unity because we begin to see ourselves too much as... The individual too much as well. This is all about what I think about God and what God has told me. And it becomes this sort of weird codependent relationship between you and God where you're pushing everybody else out in your life. And that can be dangerous because church isn't designed to be just between you and God, or you and the pastor, or you and any one singular human being. Church is designed to be the body. Church is designed to be connected. Connected to God through Jesus Christ, His Son. Connected to God through His Spirit. Connected to God through His fatherhood. Connected to one another in so many different ways. And, and, and I know that you've probably heard me time and time again say the things that I do before communion, and you've maybe wondered, why does it matter what we believe when we come up and we take communion? Why does it matter what we believe? Why does any of that matter? Because it's just be, supposed to be between me and God. And if that were the case, that's great. You can go out in the parking lot, grab some crackers and some manischewitz, and you're good to go. But that is not what the Lord's Supper is about. The Lord's Supper is about that communion that we have 
with God and with one another. It's about the fact that when you come up to this table, if you come up to this table, that you will receive a bread that is the same kind of bread that everybody else will receive. It's not like Publix where you get to choose, well, I want rye. And when you come up, you get manchevitz just like everybody else. We don't have anything nicer. And even deeper than that, it is Jesus' body. It is Jesus' blood. And there's a connection there that is special. A connection there that is holy. A connection there that is to be guarded with love. A connection that matters. Because it's not just about who we are as individuals. It's about who we are as church. It's about who we are as University Lutheran. It's about who we are throughout all of God's creation. And as we look at that, that meal that we share, we do the same thing with the words that we speak. We do the same thing with these readings that we just read. The whole reason that we have these four readings that we encourage you to read during the week even is that we can all be church together. That when I am sitting down in the morning, then I am reading That his steadfast love endures forever, over and over and over again. That I know that Evan Rao is sitting down and he is reading that God's love, steadfast love endures forever and ever and ever. And that his mystical body is bringing us together in word and sacrament by his holy love that we are rooted and grounded in because of His grace. His grace that unites us all. Not our individual sins, but His common grace that He gives to everyone who believes in Him. That is what holds us together. And that is what we celebrate as we have new members who become a part of University Lutheran today. Amen.